record button has been pressed, so it is time for... It really seems to be going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like, real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high? <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. <laughs> but... We hit a flow in the conversation. Um, I think I'm... Open I mean, your mind head. with... I think I'm going to hit. Finding the Flow with Joel Franklin. Today's discussion is with Heather and Tom. Uh, We talk about marriage and marijuana.
Uh, you hear my voice? Uh, I'm singing along with the song I'm gonna make just in two minutes I'm gonna make it down, I'm gonna take it down Just the song you made in just two minutes I'm gonna break it down I'm gonna make it down to the song in two minutes I'm gonna break it down I'm gonna make it down to the song in two minutes I like that. Um, so I just demonstrated a uh, DS video game to you. Um, I mean, they call it a video game, but it really is it's not. But it, either way, it is it is a game you can buy for the DS. Um, I think it, that's right, the DS. Yeah. And um, it's called, uh, oh, what is it? It's called Korg DS10, I believe. And it is really fun. It um, it's like a synthesizer, uh, a K A O S S. I don't know what that stands for, but it's um, it's like where you can use the touchpad and you can um, you know, make make the like like an X Y axis, um, and then you can put whatever you want. For example, pitch. Um, you could put on the uh, Y axis and the right right left. Uh, or the up, down, and then on the x-axis you could put, I don't know, um, uh, drive or something, or, or volume. And uh, so either way, messing with that, it's really fun. And you can see you can make songs really easy. And I hope that was entertaining for a flow moment. All right. Well, welcome, everyone, uh, for another episode of Finding the Flow. I am talking on a SM58 uh, Shure microphone. Uh, I decided not to use the omnidirectional uh, on-device um, microphones uh, for this podcast. I've been pretty much using those all along uh, because it's nice to not have a microphone in your hand. But I've noticed with all the sounds that must this house makes, it's probably best that I get a directional mic. And so... Now here it is, and it sounds amazing. I can't hear any of that shit in the headphones. Like, I there's tons of shit going on right now, like fans and loud noises, and I really can't hear it, and it's awesome. So I guess it's worth holding the microphone to my mouth. <sighs> Whatever. Okay. So, um, let's go on to talking about everyone else. Uh, let's see. Chris. Um, I thought it was funny when I saw you um, doing the talking about um, the the procedure that you do when you when you <laughs> wash dishes, and I think that's kind of funny. I mean, you you basically come from one of the most you, your mother is like one of the most dom- domestic goddess big like am- most amazing domestic goddesses I've ever seen. Uh, everything is pristine and clean, and her food she makes great food. Um, probably to the, you know, to almost to a, almost too good extent, it seems like, uh, cause she, she makes food that is, is like totally does like, like irresistible. And also she's super clean and super, you know, whatever. So, so Chris obviously has, um, that element to him too. And it's just funny to hear him talk about, um, the procedures, the systematic procedure he does with, uh, dishes. And it reminds me about one time when, <laughs> when he came to me and, uh, he told me, um, you know, he basically gave me this whole the whole uh, procedure stuff that that he did there, except that he told it to me because I think he he thought I didn't uh, know how to wash my hands correctly. <laughs> so he starts telling me, "Now, Joel, did you know the rule when you wash your hands?" And I was like, "Hmm, no." And uh, he said, "Well, you got to be able to say happy birthday to yourself. Just sing happy birthday to yourself while you're washing, and then you know you've thoroughly washed your hands." Oh, really? <laughs> uh, basically, Chris Chris and I have much different standards of cleanliness. 
and uh, there have been many an occasion where I have grossed Chris out, or or I don't know, just in general, I gross him out, and I I just think it's funny because, uh, yeah, I don't know, I, but but funny enough, I I did learn a lesson. I did not know that that rule, uh, singing happy birthday to yourself. I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know that rule, but it really does make me um, brush or wash my hands for probably a good 14 seconds, which I'm sure is the uh, the minimal amount needed to wash for my hands to get uh, thoroughly sanitized. Um, though there is an element that I don't really care uh, to be thoroughly sanitized. I, I kind of make a point that, um, you know, sometimes you got to kind of be in a little bit of your filth once in a while, you know, let your oils kind of do their thing in your body, let your body kind of take on, take it on. I mean, I'm sure we're not made to be soaped up every day to be sterilized all the time. I mean, you know, if if uh, cleanliness made us survive better, then I guess all those those animals out in the wild are all going to die. But it doesn't seem to happen. I mean, there there's plenty. I mean, well, I guess maybe a lot of those animals in the wild will die uh, before any any uh, anything like um, catching a disease will will kill them because they they uh, you know they're always being hunted and stuff. But but either way, um, I digress a little bit. I don't think cleanliness is is necessarily the answer to being healthier. I think you can be healthy, actually probably healthier if you'd had a little dirt in your life. Your your immune system needs practice. Now I I'm this is something that I really believe in and uh yeah, I uh I was actually well, moving on. So um also Chris uh talked about um san san francisco's weather he said it was uh um 60 to 70 all the time like in the the upper 60s i think and uh you know all year round and i kind of get the humdrum shit but it's also kind of like i don't know if you ever saw the movie pleasantville i mean if you ever were gonna say like a degree that would be pleasant 60 to 70 degrees is like hitting it right on the mark. I mean, no wonder people live in San Francisco and love it. I mean, uh, it must be amazing to have that sort of climate all year round. Now, I get the fog thing, but I mean, I guess, you know, maybe um, I, I what makes me kind of think of is London. Probably London is similar. London being mostly surrounded by ocean and stuff and the currents and everything. It probably is unnaturally high temperature in the winter time but uh you know in the london fog and everything but but either way i mean if that is true that san francisco is 60 all year round i mean that is like saying okay i want the perfect temperature ever and have it all year round uh so uh boohoo chris but man i'm out in these conditions every day and i would love that i would love that i work outside every day man and the stuff I have to endure. All right, moving on to Scott. Um, congratulations! I'm I am like loving the uh, the excitement you're having right now. The the how shall we say? I, I, well, I'm I'm not even gonna try to describe it. I I just say I'm just happy for how for what's going on in your life. And I wish you the best, and I I uh, can't wait to hear how things are going. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited for you. We're finding love. There's new love in the air, and uh, I think that's that's hopeful for Dan. I think Dan's out in the prowl, getting all in shape. Um, so he's talking about that Nike stuff. Um, but yeah, I I um, am into it. I'm into Dan's like. Um, you know, uh, trying to, to get healthy. Uh, I think we all can use that and use our support because it's fucking hard. It is hard to keep that shit up. Uh, my latest one, I, I always try to be inventive, try to, try to, you know, be efficient about it. And, uh, my latest one is that I'm, I'm doing baby exercises. Like whenever I hold Ada, oh, 
I mean, I'm trying to get this started. I've done it like two or three times. I, I'll start um, just put holding her and then pushing her up, up into my arm, like like doing dumbbell presses. And it really does give me a goddamn good workout. And uh, Ada loves it. She she starts laughing after after a while. After I do about 12, 15 reps of her, she starts laughing and giggling. And I'm like, it's mutually beneficial. <laughs> I am drinking... An Abbey Ale, Omegang Abbey Ale. It is very good. It's got uh, spices in it. You can taste the spice. It's pretty heavy alcohol content. Um, it's very fancy. It comes in like a corked bottle. Um, <clears throat> it's made in Cooperstown, New York. Um, very good Belgian. Uh, I highly recommend it. Probably available in your area. It's getting to be pretty easy to find. Um yeah, it's one of my top three beers. Um, if I were to say my top three, it would be Omegang, uh, what I just told you, Abbey Ale, and then the Oscar Brewery, um, they they do theirs in cans, the Old Chub. It's this great Scotch Ale. And then um, the, uh, the Dogfish Head, the... Um, to uh, this 90 minute IPA is just phenomenal. You can't deny it. I mean, when when you taste it, you're like, this is. There's nothing like it. Um. So yeah, those three I would highly recommend. So that once again, Omegang Abbey Ale, Oscar Brewery Old Chub, and Dogfish Head, 90 minute IPA. <clears throat> yeah, very good. Spicy. Um, so I was thinking it would be fun to to kind of do a little I I I constantly like hearing all this video game stuff. It reminds me of old uh video game t- songs and I wanted to just kind of go through as many as I can think of or maybe maybe just whenever I can um uh, think of one. I will do that. So, for instance, the first one that I'm I'm thinking of right now, it, uh, and it comes up frequently. Now, I remember uh, Dan was saying bullshit about me with the uh, with doing the opera scene of that, and it there is an element. I mean, I totally with the opera thing, or with a lot of Final Fantasy. The second I hear it, I uh, like mentioned, like I'm like, oh, it's all coming back to me. Um, because I really obsess over specifically Final Fantasy VI's uh, soundtrack. But there's other ones that really come to mind. And of course, you got your classic Mario Brothers. Yeah. I shan't go too much farther at that one because that one is so commonly known that uh, it would be annoying. Um, I couldn't think of Mega Man music. When I heard Mega Man being mentioned, uh, yeah, I could not think of it. Oh, man. But um, uh, just now floating in my head is Final Fantasy, um, the, the, the battle music. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, oh, I also thank you to Dan for for that intro of his latest one. Uh, that was funny. I didn't expect that. I was like, hey, he's fucking saying my thing. And then all of a sudden it was... Oh, it was it was hilarious. Um, got got me good, and uh, and also it was funny when he started. <laughs> I think he was trying to sing like that that uh, you know stuff going on in the song, but it was just like oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, let's see. Oh oh, another another video game song that uh, keeps coming in my head is Contra. Um, let's see. Oh, now I'm blinking. Do 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 do
Man, that freaking country music was sweet. Uh, I can't think of much beyond that. Um, oh man, you know it, uh, it's so funny how with with uh, video games that music is so. I mean, if you get the music right in the video game, it can make up for a lot. Um, I think maybe that was made clear with maybe Super Mario. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's all a sham, and maybe Super Mario wasn't really that uh, good of a game, and was all about the music. I mean, they were. It was memorable music. Uh, it, I and I can't. I mean, there there was. I can't say if I can think of too many video games before Mario that I have a very distinct memory of the soundtrack. I, I mean, maybe I'm I'm totally if I if I hear something I I'd be, but I I almost wonder if if that set set the standard. And yeah, man, that, how music can enhance a game. Uh, like I probably Final Fantasy VI wouldn't have been half of what it was if it weren't for that. I mean that opening credits. Uh, I could sing that. Um, da bum 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 da 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 ba 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 da 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 oh man it just draws you in it has a story and everything you freaking all you have to do is turn it on and just watch um for a little while and then it gets into that um the starting screen also has that beautiful song that i think probably is in every game every final fantasy game that yeah, those arpeggios. I can't. I can't remember. I used to be able to play it in the piano. Um. So, anyways, uh, I will finish this off with um a few stand-up things that I have um written down. I'm going to try to say the stand-up company, and I just thought of something that would be great. I'm going to add a laugh where it should be. (laughs) You know how with nudist colonies, the biggest irony is that the people there shouldn't be naked in public? They are all just regular people in their 40s or whatever who just look pasty and come in shapes and sizes you didn't even know possible. (laughs) Um, But getting fat is our fault. I mean, but where the fat accumulates on our body is luck of the draw. Well, if that is the case, then there should, if there are people that shouldn't be naked in public, then there are there people that should be? Like, I'm walking down the street and I see a babe and I say, damn girl, what are you doing with clothes on? You got to make the world a better place, one nipple at a time, while the rest of us ugly people watch. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Um, let me go down to another. Boom, 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 boom. Got a file here. They're called joke ideas. All right. Why, 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 when you are a doctor, do they call it a practice? I mean, if I were going to have a heart surgery, I sure don't want them practicing. I want him to do it for real. After dealing with doctors, I realize now that why they call it a practice. Because half the time, they're just making guesses. But they have to act like they know everything. I actually think that is usually, it's usually a status symbol. I mean, how many people have the money for the schooling that's required, especially for the really good schools? 
So if you have a bunch of guys born with silver, so so you have a bunch of guys born with silver spoons in their mouths, with a license to tell people what to do, and to be a drug dealer of our ever-expanding list of pharmaceuticals that range from helping with allergies to getting your penis hard. Also, have you ever seen how a doctor reacts when all of a sudden he's the one getting told what to do? Nurses always say that they are the worst patients ever. They are spoiled brats in white overcoats. Now, don't get me wrong. Doctors might be making educated guesses, but usually they are the best educated guesses. So I just say, get off your high horses and talk to your patients like they're equals and stop worrying about acting like you know everything, you fucking assholes. <laughs> Added that fucking assholes at the end. <laughs> uh, Okay, I got a few more. Um... Have, okay, this one is kind of related to one of the butt sex that we that they, uh, uh, Chris and I did. Have ever have, have any of you ever been to a dollar store? I love them. You can't buy you can buy the stupidest shit, but not care because all you spent was a dollar. And even if you bought was broken the second you opened it, you weren't gonna return it. You just take the hit. Lately, though, I have seen pregnancy tests. You heard me, dollar store pregnancy tests. Now, you might think that there is no way that these tests would work, but I actually think differently. I bet they work just fine, but no one would ever trust them, and this is why. You give someone a TV, and they'll be excited. You sell a TV for 100 bucks, and they will think it's a deal. But if you sell a TV for $10, then they think there's something strange going on here. They're selling us a fucked up TV. It's probably just filled with sawdust. Whoa, what is your cartoon-like concept of the world? <laughs> Uh, we need a pregnancy test to say 99% accurate or error proof or uh, they have to have fucking plastic caps at the end or something or we can't trust it. I'm sure the technology to find out if you're pregnant could be done with a stick and piss, but it will never work because we need to spend at least 20 bucks or else we'll never trust the thing. I don't have an extra hand to get uh, Scott in there. There, here, come again, Scott. <laughs> He's making up for all the lack of laughter. <laughs> all right, one last one. How many of guys out there masturbate with lotion? I know I do. I guess some guys just kind of squeeze and move their skin back and forth uh, to each their own. But anyways, I know that there are a lot of you guys out there, and I got a piece of advice for those spouses or girlfriends of those people. If you want to know if your man is masturbating, just check his hands. If one smells like lavender and the other smells like hot ham, then you might have yourself a masturbator. Um, I also find it's a great case study for any of you scientists out there. Just have your man use a product you want to try out and see the results in a few weeks. My left hand looks like a shriveled potato, while my other is soft and silky. Wow, Preparation H really works. Now let me get the show of hands of anyone out there that watch online pornography. It's everywhere, right? I remember when it was hard to find uh, a friend or it was hard to get porn. First, you had to be 18 to buy it. And if you weren't, then if you were lucky, you would uh, have a friend who had an uncle or a dad or had a stash. And if you weren't, then it was just Victoria's Secret Catalog or what we call old school porn. You know, when we just used our imaginations... You see, a hot waitress, and before you know it, she's in your mind in some great scenario where she wants to fuck you just from looking at you. Now a day, Nowadays, the internet has just about covered about anything you could ever imagine and many things that you never would have imagined in your wildest dreams. There are industries devoted just to women making love to horses. So, of course, once you've seen something, you can't go back. So I have tried some old school masturbation lately and man, some of the scenarios scenarios that used to do me fine, you know, like being seduced by my hot English teacher just do not work anymore. My mind goes to the places that I wouldn't even tell my best friend and oh man, the feeling I get after that, I get that juice out, dear Lord, forgive me for I have sinned. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And now moving on to the interview. The interview was not really an interview this week. It was just a little uh, session that we um, I uh, talked to my friend Tom and Heather while they were over. My friends Tom and Heather, Sarah's friends. 
Sarah's original friends. And uh, they're they're good guys, um, really good, uh, you know, just want to have fun sort of people. You know, um, Tom brews beer, and Heather's just, you know, good at, uh, you know, socialized. You know, she's a social goddess. And uh, so we had a kind of an a, an interesting little um, quick in, um, conversation on the big omnidirectional microphone. So so you hear everything going on and the kids are running around and everything, and it's lots of fun. And so I hope you enjoy our conversation. Um, yes, and off we go. start talking talking reels okay who would What's like the name the of this podcast anyway finding the flow finding, finding flow. the flow uh-oh speaking of flow would anybody like a cold beer while i'm up i would i would so let's go at them yeah now now fun. beer is actually quite a, a theme in these podcasts and so it would be nice for you to like tell us what we're drinking right now i'm having a gross premium lager clone it's very tasty but i'm gonna get sarah a Ghost what goat scrotum and Heather? What would you like? Oh, whatever you got extra. And Joel, how about yourself? Um, I'll I'll have the same goat scrotum. But the uh, well, whatever you got. I mean, mm-hmm. the gross premium lager, outstanding. I'm gonna. Uh, oh, I want gross. I guess well, only if there's enough. All right, so so right now, um, we're talking to to a couple. We, we're having a little get together right now with my friends Tom and Heather. Who I, uh, actually, Sarah's friends initially, and then I, I've gotten to know our friends. Um, well, actually, Sarah and I were friends first. Okay. okay. And then Sarah also became friends with Joel through work. And then you joined us all at work at the school that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, we are all former members of the same school. Yes, yes, yes. And then uh, Every then, single one, Tom, too. Tom, was, uh, Tom right. wasn't a teacher, but we were all teachers. But Tom was uh, Tom was like the, the handyman. The facility manager. Like he, was like, he was like the most like, amazing facility manager. He'd take the kids and he did everything right. Like he, yeah. was, he was perfect. Yeah, so Tom, Tom, Tom brews beer. Yeah, and, uh, of his own, home, does his own homebrew, so and so whenever he comes over, he just comes with with a whole whole slew of, of varieties of beer that he's made himself, and it's all real fun, really fresh, high alcohol, beautiful beers. <laughs> this particular beers. one is a kiwi beer. Ooh, kiwi, tell us why you did a kiwi beer. Kiwi wit, right? It's a it's a it's after a Belgian wit beer, but it's made with four and a half pounds of kiwi fruit. That's so awesome. And how big of a batch? Can I taste five it? gallon batch? Five gallon batch, four pounds. Yeah, I'll get you some. Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So almost a pound oh, of kiwi for each gallon. Yeah. Thank you, Sophie. Ooh, thanks. Yeah, now this is for <laughs> this is for Tom. So I, I'll, you can put that back down. Or it's for Heather. Heather. <laughs> so Sophie, Sophie's here, and also they have a little girl, Charlotte. Who's a little bit older than Sophie? About Charlotte, about a year how old older than Sophie. Kiwi beer. See, I'll tell the, tell Joel. Charlotte, how old are you? So she's making her three hand fingers. hand say three. <laughs> she's got a mouthful of meatballs. Uh, she's got, and we're all we're all kind of starting to eat dinner right now. But either way, it's kind of fun, you know, just uh, hanging out and um, and just pressing record and, and seeing what happens. But but either way, you know, I, I um, Sarah's been mentioning, you know, we got these interesting friends. We should just start talking about stuff. So, what did you say that uh, you wanted to talk about? Okay, well, I, I have a question for both of them to answer. And um, that is what the secret to a happy marriage is. <laughs> Sex. <laughs> That's right. 
So Tom and Heather have both been married before, and now, now they're two, now this is their second marriage in the Charlotte. It's actually Tom's third. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so that makes you even more of an authority. Fourth. Fourth. Yes. Seven. Fourth. It's not your fourth. All of a sudden, he's coming out. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he came out on air. Yeah. Tom and I both married very young. He married a girl he dated in college, and they did not have kids. They had a kind of, they were dinks, dual income, no kids. Well, we saved money. And, and then she fell in that's love good. with one of his co-workers' husbands. His co-workers' husband. Yeah. Who Met they? the man of his of her dreams and left. Yeah. We Is went she to still Christmas. With him? He no, dropped he dead. dropped dead of a heart attack in his driveway. Two wow. years after she left him. Yeah. And she had a mental She's breakdown. She's been a wreck ever since. She had a mental Life breakdown, never worked again a day in her life, and just <laughs> just kind of smoked her life away and drank her bo- life away. She's just kind of right now, she's an old crippled lady smoking cigarettes. Do you know her still at all? Not really. Yeah. I haven't Do you seen know her where, where I live? Where she lives still? I assume she still lives in this house on uh, old... What did you do when she did that, when she left? What could you do? Yeah, you can't do anything. She says, I don't love you anymore. Um, I found my soulmate, and uh, see ya. Wow. Now, so, when he told me that story... We got a $500 divorce. You sign here, I sign here. <laughs> here you go, boss. That's, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's it. That ain't bad. Here's the assets. Boom. There's yours. There's mine. <laughs> and that was already in the 90s, right? You guys yeah. were married for... Well, that was uh, 1990, time. exactly. We were mm-hmm. married for 10 years. Yep. Ten years. Ten years. So 1980, right out this of high school. Crazy, right, right out of college. college. She's old. College, okay. <laughs> college. Yeah. Well, I mean, like two years seems long. Like we haven't even been married for for three years yet, and it already feels like you that. haven't. No, it seems crazy. like twenty already. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Push my beer. Push my beer. Let's go out here. Um, <laughs> so she she was asking me what's the secret to a to a happy marriage, happy marriage or healthy marriage, both. What's your Ooh. secret, Tommy? To a healthy and happy marriage is just, I guess, you got to juggle the the problems every day, but you've got to, uh, you've got to love every day. That's the key. I said yep. sex. Yeah. No, you have to hug, kiss, dance, whatever it is, sex, you know, uh, three, four, five times a week. And you really have to get uh, raucous. You really do. It's got to be primal sex. Nice. Nice. None of this. Now push this down, baby. None of this softy stuff. Yeah, keeping it it fresh. So, so yeah, sex is like an extension of love, you could say. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I, I hear you. So, I mean, like, like, so since you guys have been... Since you guys have been through so many marriages, like, so what are the things that seem to to make a marriage break down? What are the what are some of the worst memories? Falling out of love, falling out of love, break down. Yeah, you know, she gets busy with her routine and schedule. He gets busy with her routine and schedule, and you don't make love enough. You don't make love enough. You don't make love enough. Yeah, making time to be with that person. Exactly. Exactly. Don't let the kids get in the way. Don't get the money get in the way. Don't right. let the jobs get in the way. You truly, you have to. So, yeah, I mean, it's not about, you know, I need to be pleasured. It's about choosing to make each other a priority in a romantic way. So, so does this, what does this make you think? Uh, I need to find the perfect person. The perfect person. What makes you think you deserve the perfect person? Or that it's ever exists. That's what I'm trying to say. Does it exist? Does the perfect person. We're going to let Daddy do that. Well, like, like, it's true. Sometimes people say, you know, like, the perfect match. The perfect person Uh for me or something like that. And I suppose there's a certain element of uh, compatibility. Yeah. But, yeah, you can't find somebody who's going to do everything perfect for you. That's rare. That's 1% of the people find the perfect match. Yeah, and then and are I, you the perfect match for your, your partner? Are you doing everything well no. to meet their needs? I, I personally think that the idea of a perfect person is a lazy concept because it's basically thinking that, okay, I, I'm going to find someone that's going to take care of, I mean, that's going to meet every fulfill need. all yeah. of my problems. Right. All my needs. Yeah. Meet all so my I don't needs. have to do it. So I don't have to do shit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
and that's not the way it is. So, so, so ultimately, what makes a good marriage is is basically no. what that is 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 taking your imperfections and like and just you know working every day at, at finding the love, right, or, yep. or whatever. Well, you have to be have to be love. ready to uh, admit your when you're wrong and to forgive uh-huh. and to move on. Yep. Yeah, you're um, gonna have your fights. You're gonna yeah. have your arguments, but you know because nobody's perfect. Yeah, yep. that. <laughs> Charlie looks at her. You must, you must work at keeping the love alive. Yeah. Oh, there was that thing that guy told us. What the four disasters yeah, that this. cause divorce are criticism, stonewalling, stonewalling, uh, defensiveness. All right, say those again. Okay. Defensiveness, Stonewall. criticism, stonewalling, and, and resentment. resentment. Yeah. Yeah. So criticism and defensiveness, I think, go together. Yeah. Because if one person's criticizing and the other person's going to be defensive, yeah. right? Stonewalling is like never mind. I'm not going to talk to you about. It. We're not going to resolve. You get up this. and leave. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, right. you, yeah. You just don't say anything. You, you leave it where it is and go, and you just leave yeah. it negative. Yeah, leave it negative. Or right. yeah, you can even walk away and just say like yeah. yeah it's, or even it's like, all fine, good. fine, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So so basically, these these seem like all kind of recipes for for like feedback loops where. You just more, more like like uh, snowballing into um, more and more negativity. Sure. Like they they're they're negative things that stay negative and then get worse and worse. Right, and then you resent it. Yeah, and then you're like, "But you did this and you did that. You still have this tally in your head that goes back, you know, however many years." Yeah, you so, didn't. And you might have patched it up here and there. Their move or whatever, and you have to you have to really let things go if you're going to forgive it let it go so so basically a big key factor so let's try to think of some of the opposite sort of things like acceptance right right forgiveness right uh, encouragement encouragement perseverance patience that's right yeah patience so, yeah not everybody has that <laughs> <laughs> and it can be learned I'm sure you know, it can be acquired. It can be acquired, mm-hmm. but those are like like on the like on the opposite side of that. Yeah, it, it, that that's cool. So so um, uh, I don't know. I mean, if, unless you got anything that really comes to mind, there we could go on to something else. But it, but either way, I, li- I like that. You know, just that's sweet talking about marriage. Yeah, you know, and obviously, uh, they all have that saying about what like um, if you're in an in an airplane and it's going to crash that you're supposed to put your own mask on before you help other people with their masks. Okay. Right? So if you're not really um, Taking care you know, of sure of who you are, if you haven't done any work on you, gave yourself your own life, then you're really not going to be able to be a full partner for anybody. So that would be my last bit of advice. Would be yeah, like, so sure you, you. so you, you want to be giving, but you can't give everything because then you don't know who you are yourself. Exactly. You gotta know who you are. Yeah. If you find yourself saying things like, uh, "But there's no time for me to be me," then you've definitely got a problem. You gotta figure out how you're going to Which is be you every day with children, isn't it? To have that happen mm-hmm. when you have children, isn't it easy to get into that kind of place? With yeah, them? there's a lot of uh, people who make the honest mistake out of love. Of neglecting themselves for the sake of being able to give everything to their children, and that is recipe for a spoiled brat (laughs) and an unhappy marriage. Yeah, sure. And then if you're if you're exhausted and depleted and you know feeling empty and lonely, what kind of a parent are you going to end up being anyway? So. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about the fact, like in the past, you know, divorce is very less frequent, and now in the future, I think that is everything to do with social pressure. It was social pressure, right? Social pressure. So, so do you think anything's really changed, or do you think no. like there was tons of relationships that were just super unhappy back in the day, but there was just nothing you could do about it because of just the social pressure or just your your you yeah? Know. I think they were terrified about what would happen on a social level, especially women. 
Especially do you think that didn't have back, a source of income, right? Do you think back then that it wasn't as much about love and it was more about uh, uh, agreement, an arrangement? You well, know? there is certainly the business of being married, yeah. right? Yep. You and know? that still exists today, no matter sure. what. Right. My uh, sister and brother-in-law are, are married for the convenience of the business of being married. Yeah, they're, they're not They've too They've earned well. They've saved well. Oh, they're producing well for their children, and they can't stand each other. <laughs> right. And they basically said to each other, we'll just wait till they're in college. Yeah, wait till we're done college. needing to save all this money for their bright and beautiful futures, and then we're going to mm-hmm. run. And they'll be, you know, they'll be what? Almost 60 by then? 50. Yeah. No, they're 50 now. Oh, no, no, no. Linda's no. not 50 yet? 55, 50. Yeah, she is 50 something, 51. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe 60. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And then the idea is that they'll find someone they really love when they're 60. I don't think that love is a uh, priority for them right. these days, but, nope. you know, that's just those. That's just that love. You want to some more. I mean, because because I mean, adulthood it, it is scary. I mean, it's, it, 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 you need security. Yeah, but you know what? They're both Type A personalities, and they're going to have enough. They're going to have enough money to be secure the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's where they're at. So even if they split up, they're done. Yeah. I mean, so they're not going to get another involved unless they want to find. If they get lucky and find love. So it's like the the dualism of romanticism and uh, and kind of business with with marriage. And I think, like, probably nowadays it almost seems like like we're actually kind of paying more attention to the actual romantic part of it. And, uh, and it's, probably, it's probably just like, it's probably, this is probably the highest we're going to see. I don't maybe, I'm just talking off the top of my head, but, I mean, maybe this is like a backlash. And all of a sudden, now that we do have the freedom to kind of do what we want, now you're seeing a whole spike in divorces. It's actually like 50% of people that get married nowadays get divorced. Sure. And uh, do you think that that's going to go down or do you think that's just going to stay where it is? I mean, I kind of have a feeling that it might go down because I feel like maybe this... Because I maybe think pe- people that divorce... isn't so high, then maybe... Yeah, yeah. Maybe people will, will think sooner or think more before they get married. Right. So maybe that... And also the combination with maybe people are seeing that divorce isn't exactly solving all your problems either. You know, sure doesn't. so so really, um, you got two lenses. That's good. You know, maybe one <coughs> marriage might be questioned to begin with, which I do see that happening nowadays. And and also, uh, divorce might not be that um, escape that everyone thinks of either. So 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 like think about so where do you think marriage is going in the future? Do you think marriage I is going hope. down? That people are going to stop getting married? I have a hope. Yeah. My hope would be that people stop getting married just because all their friends are getting married. I'd say that's probably it. And then it's okay to wait till you're 40 to get married. Or and the same thing with married, kids too, right? right? Like you don't have to get married right away. I think people are going to get married later in life. And that's okay. 30s, you can wait until you yeah, really know who you are. Late twenties, early. You can, 30s. but you can't wait uh, if you're uh, a woman. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot yeah. of women who. Well, yeah. they they actually have thing. I mean, they just had articles about how women are starting to freeze their eggs so they can have it into their fifties. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's it's, be, it's gotten to the point where it's not it's not gender. experimental that's anymore. Weird, that's weird, though. Good. I mean, because that's weird because yeah. your body is. But they say have, it's it's, it's it, like your whole body. Professional right. women, professional women that in their thirties, like by the time they've gone through eight years of college, they're like, I'm I don't want to have a kid right now. I mean, because that just well, breaks down my whole down whole career. yeah career. So they they're they're opting for this option. Yep. Wow. Um, it is an option. I mean, you can freeze the eggs, and if you choose not to go with it, well, that's your choice. Yeah, but but, but at least you, you can don't freeze have to the embryos. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and so I guess now it's no longer experimental. Really? It's like yeah. a, it's a it's a. You can inseminate. You can have. Yes. Like, wow. Due to the the mo- the modern technology and the way they. Like to be that person. You just there and freeze. I don't want to put it on the internet. I'll tell you later. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I think we we talked this one to death. I want to bring up one thing because this gets Heather nice and riled up. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> the 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 marijuana. Marijuana. What do you what do you think about 
Now, now, just just as a, a preclaimer, this is not saying that any of one of us um, do any of it, but we're just trying to say, as far as a human's rights slash like what whatever that angle to to marijuana because it really is well, at that point right now. I am so happy to report that the chief medical consultant on CNN two weeks ago came out with a total retraction of all of his former criticism of cannabis. And he had nine reasons why he had changed his stance, where he thinks now not only should it be legal, but it should be seriously investigated due to the fact that it has some very promising uh, properties when it comes to... uh, initiating cell death in cancerous cells, when it comes to initiating cell growth in nerve endings and brain cells, which previously people didn't think you could grow those after a certain age or whatever, and also neuropathic pain, issues with anxiety. But his number one reason (laughs) why he changed his mind was that the laws are not based in science. Nope. I couldn't have been happier. Honestly, that was the best news I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Is somebody finally being able to speak in that platform where he's going to have, you know, credibility that let's let the science do the work. There is no science on this. It's been prohibited to study. Unless yeah. you're going to try to prove there's something wrong with it, yeah. you don't have access to it. Yeah. So get rid of the schedules. That was a bad idea to begin with. I don't know. What's, what, how many good things did Nixon do? Zero. Exactly. That was, that's his legacy. Yeah. Wow. Ironically, also declared war on cancer. Yeah. At the same time, eliminating access to a drug that might end up being a real help. Well, um, you know, I mean, what you're saying right now is like, like as if, you know, it's basically given a, a, a very positive end to like like not only is this see basically where I come from the perspective is that marijuana is is not really um, harmful, and so so if it's not harmful or if it's not overly like if it's not any more significantly harmful than 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 alcohol, then why? Why make it illegal? You know, and, and some might argue, and I, I would argue that it's less harmful than alcohol. Like imagine, like the sort of the worst of the worst of alcohol is people blacking out and waking up in the middle of a gutter with blood, you know, dripping from, you know, whatever. But the worst blacking of the worst out of alcohol is, is it will kill you. It'll kill you. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're homeless, and uh, you know, and you all you do is drink it to to numb yourself. Whereas no one could say that's happened to someone that's on pot. It's never happened ever. Okay, it's not now one documented case. You've basically gone to the opposite extreme and say that even this drug can actually be have beneficial properties to the point where it might help with cancer and stuff like that. And so that that's really cool. But I mean, we don't even have to go that far. I mean, no, you like, don't. I mean, you don't just, have to go as far as the prohibition of marijuana, I mean. There, there seems to be no real reason except for the so, so-called gateway theory. Yeah, yeah, that's, which is a bunch of shit. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit terrifying when you actually read the history of how some things actually come to pass. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I've been smoking marijuana for 35 years, and I don't know when this gateway is going to open to, <laughs> what is it, cocaine, heroin, LSD? That's right, uh, you're going to graduate up any minute now. It's been 35 years now, I'm still waiting for that gateway to take me down, and it's not, it's not going to happen because I'm a social drinker, and I'm a social marijuana user. What's the problem? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, and and, and and you can't overdose on it, and you can't, you can't, I mean, you don't black out, you remember everything. I mean, now, on the other hand, there can be some negatives, for instance, minor memory loss, but only while you're on it. The only negatives I've had with marijuana use is when I've been drinking, yeah. And then I'll combine it with marijuana, as with any other drug. If you mix two drugs you mix together, alcohol with anything, I'm sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's going to make you uh, 
throw up alcohol with aspirin you're in there. That's all in the But other I mean marijuana by itself Nothing. You, you I, and that, fine. And then and then it also kind of uh, says something about the internet because you notice how one gay rights and two marijuana usage has been kind of it's like blown out. Of, it's like one of those things where we all kind of secretly know. And, and now now it's gotten to the point where like okay, it's obvious everybody's using it, or and it's obvious there's a significant amount of people that are are homosexual and it's no big deal and no one cares anymore. And the same thing with with marijuana. Yeah, there is so lot. many people that do it, and so many people that Change know so much. And they right. were both classified yeah. as something that made exactly something that was uh, viewed as a uh, psychological disturbance. Yeah. People used to look at homosexuality as something that was uh, a mental disorder. Exactly, like you're bipolar or something yeah. like that. Like a yeah, and, and then those scary ads about anti-marijuana ads. You know, yes, was, actually. Not just a few scattered, scary ads from the. It was like a, a, a campaign, a, yes. a, a propaganda campaign that against still it. Still going on today. There's still that trying makes to people prove a look link at you. I mean, between I mean, psychosis and cannabis use. Yeah, and uh, but we can't deny the, that paranoia is also a side effect. I don't believe that paranoia is a side effect of cannabis for the main reason that if it were legal, would you be paranoid that you were doing it? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. That's true. No, because you weren't afraid of getting busted. Maybe you wouldn't feel so paranoid. Yeah, that's so that's where the whole. I paranoia think that's is. where paranoia really yeah. stems from. Yeah, the only paranoia factor with young people, twenty year olds and whatnot, is if they get high, their their parents gonna find out. Oh right, yeah, or their or their coworkers will yeah, find out, or yeah. they'll lose their job, or they're yeah, gonna get yeah. because not for nothing, the penalties have yeah. been extremely strict. Yeah, I mean, people are in jail. People, many, many, many people are in jail for just marijuana. Yes, possession. Possession. Not even having had it out in public, but when the police and this was a a program in uh, in New York City for a very long time, where the police would randomly frisk youth, certainly brown youth, and have them turn out their pockets. And in turning out their pockets. They have now committed a felony, and that is having cannabis out in public view. And then not you, even doing it. you go to jail once, you got a record, you're not going to find a job again. It's They say it's like Jim Crow all over again, and you, you've basically put a, a marred this person for life. And... Uh, uh, um, the the other thing before I, I think the kids are getting a little restless, so yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, is the whole plant in itself not only the buds, but what else? I mean, the I whole know. plant is like the most useful plant ever. You can eat it. You can make clothes with it. <laughs> it's new. Like it, you can make nutritional oh. supplements with it. Bye. What what else? Rope. It's an herb. It's 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 basically it's an oil. It's a, it's everything. It's 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 the miracle plant. Yeah. Well, even if it weren't a miracle plant, what other plant had to get like treated like that? Right. Can you name any other just normal? Yeah, I know. Straight up grown out of the ground plant that what? Avocados. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not nearly as regular. Yeah, and, and then and then like you know I remember I remember my brother saying once you know how uh, how you know like. You don't seem to see the cops there when you need protection, but yet if you have a pot plant in your back, you better know that they'll have tons of resources going after that. You know, uh, uh, set the cops. And up. also, it it stays in your system for a month, so it like puts you in a freaking. You know, it, it's that's it's, another. Very it's easy to find one. You could do heroin and no one would know after a day. You know? True. It's true. It's but with, with marijuana, yeah, that's on the panel of uh, regular. Uh, drug testing that you can detect more than two days out. No. So they should legalize marijuana. I'm very happy it's that it happened in Colorado and Washington. Yeah, I'm it. cautiously optimistic because the the resistance has been very intense, and there are a lot of people who are not willing to believe it's federal resistance. that there's anything really good about it at all, and that it's all just the daydreams of high hippies. Well, what I've what I've seen, like like just like the civil rights movement, it gets the worst before before change happens, and I think that's probably also with like divorce, the divorce rates. Huge right now, but I think a change is happening in marriage, and the same thing with this. 
It's it's a change. The tide is turning, and we know it. And uh, actually, just a, just a little minor fact uh, is that the the only thing they're thinking about now, they're talking about with Washington becoming legal now, is that um, they're telling the cops you know, with that they they had some sort of thing. And I'm just like, I want to be in Washington, the, where the cops were going to Washington State. Or DC, no, uh, Washington State, yeah. okay, uh, where it's where it's legalized, Washington, Colorado, and and in Washington they had some sort of thing, semi, or uh, some sort of get together, and the cops actually came to this get together where everyone was like having a pro marijuana thing, and they were handing them brochures to tell them, you know, that uh, like the the rules, the new rules, but basically saying we're cool, you know, like. I, I just like thought that's such a nice thing to think of. Some guy was talking about he was taking a picture of smoking right next to a cop and just in ecstatic. Uh, but uh, they also were saying, but warn, warning the cops, you got, you know, we got this new market happening. But the way that it's going to be successful is that you probably are going to have to crack down on the black market of, of pot. And so that is something that, that they're thinking is going to be a little bit dicey. But, but what, what does that make you think? I mean, the black market is basically going to have to be destroyed for, for there the... There will be no more black market. You have to make it legal and say, all of you who have been dealing with the black market, keep doing your thing and we're all just going to join you. So more people are going to grow it, more people are going to sell it, more people are going to smoke it, and it'll be a free market. Yeah, that, I, that I know, but that, the, the idea is that they want to get it away from the suppliers that are doing it. They that want it to be, be American suppliers, you know. It may be difficult. So. Yeah, there might be a it's real... A world, it's a world issue, not an American issue. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It is a world issue, which is why I'm looking for leadership from the scientific community, which in my opinion on this issue have been nothing but a bunch of yellow-bellied cowards. They didn't ask. They didn't push it. They were too afraid of their, of, they still are. They're too afraid of what it will do to their own reputations if they really dig their heels in and insist on access to do research. And the other person I'm looking for, some leadership from person, entity, is the United Nations. The United Nations has been awfully quiet, and they really need to speak up, because the whole reason that the United Nations included marijuana in the global drug laws, as they are currently understood, was 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 going back to Richard Nixon, back in the 70s, when they were like, hey, wait, don't forget to add marijuana, and marijuana got thrown in with you know, heroin and uh, whatever all, all else. Yeah, where it shouldn't be. All right, well, well, thank you guys for a lovely discussion, a nice theory discussion. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank yes. Thank you very much, a pleasure. It was, it, was our, it was my pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. All right, uh, signing off.